to the Developing Leaders Impacting Kids podcast, a podcast all about sharing ideas, tips, and strategies to help you develop as a Kidman leader. Thanks for listening to today's episode, featuring a favorite presentation from one of our training experiences. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and Institutes of Children's Ministry, visit our website, cogop.org slash children. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Developing Leaders Impacting Kids podcast. My name is Joy Hensley, and I am one of your co-hosts for today's podcast. We are so excited to jump back into a great lineup of speakers and people that will be joining us this year for our podcast. And so I want to go ahead and also welcome our other co-host for today, and that is Dr. Sean McKinley. Hey, Sean. Hey, Joy. Wow, it's great to be back on the podcast. We've had a little bit of a break. Um, But we're really excited for the year ahead. Uh, You have outlined some great themes and special guests coming up. And so I know everybody's going to really enjoy uh, what's coming. Um, I think a little preview for everybody. We are this year really focusing on leadership. Um, And in the last year, we rolled out a new level two certification for children's ministers. So that's going to kind of guide our conversations I was really blessed because last year um, I traveled to, I don't know, eight or nine countries of South America where we launched level two in person. So I was able to really hear how people are digesting the themes of this training and how they are applying it to their places of ministry. And so it was really encouraging to see thousands. We got to really encounter thousands of people who are excited to be not only children's ministers, but uh, feel a call to to really step forward and to lead in this ministry, and they want to do so with excellence and understanding. And so we hope that everyone will take advantage of the Level 2 certification. It's online now, and it's available. And so uh, through these podcasts, we're going to give a little introduction to some of those themes, as well as some other, other themes too, uh, but mm-hmm. leadership will be a great area of focus for us. So good to be with you. Hello, everybody. Thank you for for joining us today and uh, for being a part of these conversations in the future. Yeah. So as Sean said, we're kind of highlighting over the topics and themes of our level two certification. And one of the lessons, one of the very first lessons is on calling preparation and pursuit. And uh, if you've listened to any of our podcasts before, you know that for a while we focused a lot on calling and we asked several of our guests about their calling So we've talked about it a lot on here and how God calls people in different ways. But in this lesson specifically, one of the main things we highlight is that ministry is about bringing glory to God. So Sean, I wanted to ask, why is this important when we consider what we love, our passions, our callings? Why do we have to have that in our mind and in our heart? Uh, Well, Joy, um, As we developed level two, I really took it personally and to heart. Um, And I thought a natural place that we really needed to start was having a good understanding of our calling as children's ministers and leaders, how we can uh, pursue that effectively and prepare ourselves to really be all that God's called us to be. And so this was a part of the lesson I really didn't intend to begin with, Um, but I can remember that I kind of 
some people are going to be, I can't believe you didn't know this, Sean, but my calling uh, story, I always kind of led with feeling called to children's ministry, you know, and this is where God's placed me. And there was a lot of things that I saw as the foundation and the purpose of my why. Uh, but I can remember the day sort of being awakened to this idea that really the purpose of my life is all about bringing glory to God. And um, that's, um, I think, the foundation for all of us in ministry is that we are to be about bringing glory to God. And when we understand that, we'll be more intentional to focus on how do we pursue relationship with Him and remain faithful to Him as we serve in ministry, because that's that's really got to be at the basis of everything that we do. And I think that when we understand our purpose is ultimately really just about bringing glory to Him, then He supplies everything that we're going to need in ministry and in life, and He gives even greater purpose beyond just whatever that area of calling that we are pursuing and serving in. And I think it's important that we don't just kind of leave it there in that conversation of understanding that ministry is about bringing glory to God, but we also talk uh, in our training that ministry is also about the advancement of the gospel. Um, That's really what we do. The gospel is a message for everyone, and that includes children. And so, um, again, from that foundation of we bring glory to God through ministry, but we also uh, serve to advance the gospel message. It's not just about teaching children to be, um, you know, behavior modification, being good moral people. Um, And it's not about teaching them to be leaders one day or to serve in the church, but it's all centered around the gospel. And then finally, we also talk about how ministry ultimately is also about serving the people of God um, to pursue their own personal mission and how we equip them to pursue all that God's placed on their hearts. So um, that 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 portion of our training, I think, is is very valuable. It's very important. But again, ultimately, we have to understand our ultimate purpose is about bringing glory to God. Yeah. I like that because that's something that doesn't change over time, no matter where we're at or what season of life we're in. So that's something good to remember. So as we know, Sean, God calls people in different ways. Our stories are different. Not everybody wakes up one morning and they may not feel called to children's ministry or they hear, quote unquote, God's voice. Um, but many of our listeners have simply just responded to a need that they see in ministry. And so if this is the case, what words of wisdom would you like to share with those who may not feel quote unquote that call, but know that there's a need and that God maybe has specifically placed them somewhere for that need? Sure. Well, um, I love in our trainings in person, when we talk about how God calls us to ministry, we kind of outline there are multiple ways that God can call us. One is that audible call, um, which I I didn't hear God's voice, but he spoke to my heart and said children's ministry was where he was placing me. And I'm thankful for that call. You know, another way is through just uh, mentorship um, that someone may have Um, have brought an individual into the ministry and trained and developed them. And through that, they discovered their calling. I think there's, there's biblical uh, examples of both of those. Um, But a third way that God does call us is through uh, identifying a need and just fulfilling it. And I love in our trainings, you know, we kind of outline all of this and we ask people by show of hands, how has God called you? And a majority of the people without fail, it was that they saw a need in their local church and fulfilled it. So I just want people to understand the need is the call. 
You know, it, it, that's that's one of the ways that God definitely calls us. And I think many um, many people want that kind of burning bush moment um, or that audible voice from God when actually he can call us through simply seeing that need and having a desire to fulfill it. And one of the biblical accounts that we use in our lesson to explain this is really that of the Good Samaritan. I think we probably all know that story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the two religious leaders, the, the men who were considered to be ministers, probably viewed as walking out some huge, di- you know, dynamic call of God. They were the ones who passed by that need, but it was the Samaritan who stopped and helped the Jew and and thereby was uh, he cared for him and thereby, you know, it was a great example to many of us. Uh, his story is still told today that you can respond to a need. Um, I love John 15, 16. It says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. And it says that it's fruit that will last. Uh, we know Philippians 2, 13, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. And I think one of those ways that he appoints us and that uh, he works within us is through seeing a need and through fulfilling it. I think one of the one of the dangers is many of us still fail to see that responding to a need is one of those ways that God calls us. And um, just using those two passages of scripture, you know, it is, again, it's God working in you. If you see a need and you fulfill it, it's God working in you to accomplish his purpose in the lives of those around you the lives of the children that you serve, the teams that you work with. And so I just want to encourage everybody, that's not always the story that gets celebrated in the church. Um, But if you see a need and you fulfill it, it, uh, it's one of those ways that God kind of works out in us. Hey, this is where I'm leading. This is where I'm directing. Uh, And it is one of those ways that he calls us to serve. So thank you to those who are listening who are in ministry just because they saw a need and they fulfilled it. Um, it could be that the pastor saw a need and asked you to fulfill it, wh- whatever way. Uh, thank you for responding to that call of God. Absolutely. So we're going to transition a little bit. It's in this lesson, we highlight the characteristics of Christian leadership. So I wanted to ask you um, out of these and outside of salvation, we all know you should probably be a Christian in order to be a Christian leader. What characteristic do you find the most needed or even overlooked um, in ministry? Yeah. So uh, just to step back for a minute um, in uh, the leadership training, we want everybody to understand if you are called to be a Christian leader, the first step is salvation. And that's what kind of qualifies you for ministry, Uh, but not just for the qualification, um, you know, when you uh, accept Christ, when he comes to live and dwell within you, his spirit comes to live within you, and you need that Holy Spirit to be an effective leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this quote by Oswald Sanders, J. Oswald Sanders, uh, who I'll mention at the end of the podcast again. Um, but in the lesson, we actually repeat it in two lessons because I love it so much. And he said, the one called by God to spiritual leadership can be confident that the Holy Spirit has given him or her all necessary gifts for the service at hand. And so we know ultimately it's not our skill and our competence that that makes us an effective leader in ministry. It's that Holy Spirit working in us and working through us. So yes, salvation is that primary um, characteristic, that primary need to be an effective Christian leader. 
Um, and then we also go into, in this training, the, the biblical qualifications uh, as a basis, which we won't go into those, but we use um, Titus chapter 1 and 1 Timothy chapter 3, and we kind of go through what does the Bible say? These aren't our ideas. What does the Bible say are the characteristics of a Christian leader? Uh, and mm-hmm. some of those are very high standards that we're called to live out as ministers of the gospel and as leaders in the church. So, um, you know, I want everybody to understand there is a good basis. Um, but I think if if we're looking beyond all of that, uh, I really feel, and this is so important in children's ministry, and it's a word you all already know, it's faithfulness. We have to be faithful. We have to be um, dependable people. Uh, in children's ministry, I think a challenge is oftentimes we're very isolated from the rest of the church body. Um, and I, one of the things I see in the modern church is we're doing away with some of those extra services like Sunday night, you know, and 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 as children's ministers, we lose connection with the body. And so we feel very isolated. And sometimes the enemy uses that. And if we're not careful, we can slip into being um, unfaithful in ministry. Uh, we have children who are depending on us. We have pastors and, and parents who are depending on us to be and so uh, to be in ministry. So if you're going to be in ministry, show up, <laughs> be on time, uh, be faithful. But I also, you know, we also teach in our trainings, we don't want to just be faithful. We want to be faith-filled. And so let's be leaders who are full of faith, knowing that God is doing the work. Um, even when we don't always see for immediate fruit, that's the thing about children's ministry. Uh, it is great. Sometimes we see the immediate fruit of what we're doing, but other times we don't. You know, it's we have to be in for the long haul with the children and the families that we serve. So let's be faithful, but let's also be filled with faith. Awesome. Um, as we know, though, ministry does require some preparation on our part. However, there is always that balance of faith and trust that comes into play when we're followers of God. So let's talk about balancing the work of the spirit also, though, with our own work and our talents. Um, I know there's been many times where I've felt prepared and confident in my giftings and I've walked into a ministry setting and I felt like a big flop afterwards. And then there's been times where I felt completely insufficient, but the Lord had carried me through that and was present in there. So I um, just want to talk about that, that balance, that tension, how we do we lean more towards one or the other? How do we hold both in um, each of our hands? Sure, Joy. Well, at the risk of sounding a little pretentious, I'm going to talk about my education for a minute, just my own story. <laughs> I think it's funny. Um, I did finish about two years ago a doctorate in leadership, um, mm-hmm. and it was about a three-year process uh, of, of classes and study and research. Um, I did a couple of concentrations in that in that program, and the one one that I did was in missions and ministry. So when it came down to write my dissertation. Uh, I wrote the first draft of what's called the literature review, which is the basis of your research. And I submitted it to my uh, the chair of my committee. And she came back to me and said, what are you doing quoting the Bible? You can't quote the Bible in your literature review. And here I am thinking, how am I going to write something about ministry and not quote the Bible? So I went back and I stripped out all the Bible. Well, I changed chairs after that. And submitted the new dissertation to him. And he wrote me back and he said, what are you doing? Not There's not a single scripture quoted in this dissertation. Why? Well, you can't write about ministry. 
So uh, I thought it was an interesting, you know, just even in leadership itself and my my study of it at a Christian university, um, this idea of leadership being our own abilities uh, versus, um, as you were saying, being able to to walk in the spirit. Um, and so at the core of that research, it kind of seeped into this tra- this training that I developed is um, is the passage in Second um, Corinthians three five. Uh, which we're probably all familiar with who are listening in, but it says not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. And so I think we have to apply that to our own leadership journey and pursuit. Um, And looking through scripture, I don't see that effective ministerial leadership comes from calling. uh, I'm sorry, from training. Um, It doesn't come from education. It doesn't come from personality or skills development. But um, it really comes from depending on the work of the Spirit. And I think that that's walked out as we serve God faithfully, as I mentioned a moment ago, um, as we remain in relationship with Him. And again, we depend on that Holy Spirit to do His work. Uh, I've been in the church my whole life, okay? I'm, I'm, I just turned 45 on my birthday, Happy 45 birthday. years <laughs> of walking around this earth. And I can know, I have seen people who depended on their charisma, their talent, their skills, their opportunities. Um, And, you know, as we look through that, kind of to look through, um, uh, again, sort of a researched uh, view uh, and perspective, we kind of consider those to be self-appointed leaders um, or man-appointed leaders. Again, it was all based on the externals and what we saw. Um, And uh, oftentimes these people really fail uh, at. at ministry because they don't have necessarily God's call and they're reliant on their own skills. So, um, you know, God has chosen us. Most of those who are listening are Kidman leaders. He's chosen and called us to join him in reaching and serving kids. And um, so I think another scripture is in second Timothy two fifteen, where we are exhorted to be diligent, to present ourselves approved to God workers who need not to be ashamed, who correctly, teach the word of truth. So yes, there is a little bit of on us to develop in our skills, um, but it has to be based on that dependence on the Holy Spirit and on knowing the call of God is at work in our lives. And, um, you know, finally, just my big overarching, if I could just put in a sentence or two, what this, this level two leadership in children's ministry training is all about it's that we would understand that our calling to serve children is not a lesser calling. It is a calling, and it is a calling that we have to take seriously, and it is worthy of our very best efforts. Um, and so our best efforts, though, begin with that dependence, complete dependence on the Holy Spirit. Right. As you know, though, we depend on the Holy Spirit, but there is some level of work that we should put in as leaders. But I wanted to ask you though, when we're still talking about spiritual things, um, how have you seen growing spiritually um, as being a necessity as a children's minister specifically? Well, Joy, you know, my journey early on stepping into the role of international children's minister for our organization um, one of the very first things that I felt the Holy spirit convict me on was making sure that, we as children's ministers are, I don't know, that we're living 
congruently with what we're talking about, that we're not being hypocritical. Uh, And so I see such a need among children's ministers to make sure that the spiritual disciplines are active, the spiritual habits are alive in our own lives. Um, We talk a lot in this training about spiritual leadership. And here's the deal. Spiritual leadership requires spirit-filled people. Mm -hmm. Um, Going back to Sanders again, who I love so much, he says um, that other qualities as a leader are important but to be spirit-filled is indispensable. So uh, we have to regularly pursue those spiritual habits in our lives. And I'm going to tell you, it's it's been a real conviction of mine for the last three years or so that our development of children's ministers includes some type of training on the spiritual disciplines. So I think we have to evaluate our own walk with the Lord. How are we doing at daily scripture reading? Yes, I said daily, being in the word every single day. Are we memorizing scriptures? Are we pray? Do we have an active daily prayer life? Um, are we doing some of those other disciplines that we don't talk as much about? Things like fasting. Um, and I think a big one for children's ministers is just fellowship, mm-hmm. being in community with the church. Again, we fall prey to isolation, and um, yes, we we get a lot from working with our children and from our our peers in ministry, those that we serve with uh, on our teams, but we need to be actively involved in in just the fellow in the community of believers and fellowshipping with others. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think grow. We need to make sure that what we're asking of the children that we serve is active and alive in our own lives. And I think we all, you know, we're in this ministry because we want to see kids develop and grow as as strong, uh, fully devoted followers of Jesus. And so we need to make sure that we're doing all we can in our personal walk as well. Right. And I know for me personally, that is something I have to be very intentional with because I'm only in church service fifth Sundays. And for me, that's three or four times a year. And so I have to seek out maybe a small group or a Bible study or making sure that I am having those disciplines and discipline is hard. And and sometimes we don't talk about that. But it's just like exercise, like you have to train your body and it sometimes it's painful and it hurts, but we have to do that. So thank you. Yeah, for sharing. And it's in those times, I think you're, you're right. That's such a great word, intentional. We have to be intentional in these areas. And it's, it's really when we're engaging in these spiritual habits that the Holy Spirit can affirm us, can lead us, can direct us. Um, you know, we get so busy doing ministry um, that 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 we're not intentional about ourselves, but we absolutely have to start there. Because again, if you're going to be a spiritual leader, that's what I want. The whole I really felt the Holy Spirit spoke to me uh, in this role. Uh, I was very focused on developing leaders. I need to develop leaders in this ministry. But you know, we can develop, we can develop leaders absent of the Holy Spirit, and so. Mm-hmm. I don't want to develop leaders anymore. I want to develop spiritual leaders. And if I want to develop them, I have to be able to uh, replicate that from my own life and my own experience. And, you know, we we we, we go back and forth on our team about this uh, phrase, you can't take somewhere someone somewhere you've never been yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I agree with that to, to a degree. 
Um, but you know, I've adapted that a bit for my own journey that I can't take someone somewhere I'm not willing to go myself. And so sometimes we have to go on the journey with other people and with the children that we are in. So um, you, if you're if you're a children's minister, what I love, a lot of our people are in small church context, and it's easier to do some of this, but even consider holding yourself accountable to the kids in your ministry, you know, mutually keeping each other accountable. How'd your Bible reading go this week? Here's what I did. What did God say to you? Here's what God said to me. We have a great opportunity to bring kids along on that spiritual journey with us. Absolutely. Well, outside of growing spiritually, there are also some practical ways that we can grow. So I wanted to ask you to share a little bit about your experiences, the things that you've participated in that have helped you grown as a leader practically. Well, I think there are, you know, I started out in ministry 32 <laughs> years ago, Joy. Uh, I know you love when I bring up how old I am, right? Uh, but I've been able to see that children's ministry has come a long way. And boy, we are so grateful to have many uh, resources available to us to grow practically. Uh, and I hope that people are taking advantage of those. Um, in our movement, one thing that I always want to encourage people I did this. Nobody had to tell me. I did this right out the gate when I felt called to children's ministry. And that is, uh, in our movement, if you're part of the Church of God of Prophecy and you are called to children's ministry, I am a firm believer you should pursue credentialing. You should become a minister in the organization. Um, That, for me, speaks volumes to your congregation that you are taking this calling seriously and that you are willing to come under the accountability umbrella of your local church. Uh, I think, you know, we're handling, in my opinion, the most precious and formidable uh, members of the congregation in our children. And so that, again, that is worthy of the highest level of preparation and accountability. Uh, Credentialing also validates your calling. It challenges you to walk worthy of it. Um, and just on a practical level, uh, it, in our movement, permits you to administer certain sacraments to children that you really are not supposed to without being a credentialed minister of the church. So that's something to consider if you're listening, you're, you're called to children's ministry and you're not a credentialed minister, talk that through with your pastor uh, and share that desire with, with him or her. Um, and then, you know, there are a lot of other ways to grow. Uh, you can pursue education or certification in children's ministry. Joy, you you did that academically in the university setting, and I'm so grateful. I see uh, a lot of times in your work and in the, the ministry that you do that that foundation is strong for you. Uh, this is where I remind everybody we do have these certificates available from children's ministry. And I'm going to just tell you, One of the things Joy knows that I've done is I have gone out, yes, 32 years in ministry. I've done all this academic work, but I'm now, I'm in a certificate program right now in children's ministry. And I can tell you that what International Children's Ministry offers is is the highest quality compared to what anybody else is doing. So I would encourage you to look at level one or level two of our certificate program and be engaged there. Um, There are, there are, media that's available, podcasts, webinars, Facebook Lives. There's a lot of groups that you can be active and involved in and following and listening to that offer some great um, developmental training. Um, 
I think another thing that I did very early, Joy, was to seek out a mentor, someone that was doing this ministry that I felt called to, uh, and she invested in me. I actually had several mentors at different stages of my ministry who have guided me. So seek out someone who will pray with you, who will speak honestly and challenge you in the ministry. Um, And then I think uh, I'll just mention, build a personal resource library. Um, When you can find books, uh, grab those, subscribe to magazines, again, podcasts. I, I have a number of podcasts that I have downloaded and archived and saved. And at different times, I go back to reference those. So you, I would just say there's a lot of resources available. We'll have those listed in the show notes that people can access. Um, but don't just sit still. Mm-hmm. Grow somehow. One of the most easiest ways, in my opinion, now there are those of you who love podcasts, listen to the podcasts. I'm not so much a podcast person as I'm talking on one right now. Uh <laughs> I'm a book person, you know, and I, there's that old adage that uh, leaders are readers, you know, and so um, challenge yourself to constantly be accessing again, those uh, books or podcasts or uh, webinars that you can be a part of. Yeah. I will brag on our church God of prophecy, children's ministry training here for a moment. Um, I participated in those before I ever went to school or any of that. And I will say, I think they're very practical. There are a lot of things you learn, theories and things like that in school, but um, I just know I genuinely benefited probably even more than a lot of the things I learned in the classroom. And for me, it was more practical because of the context I was in um, versus a lot of things are geared towards large churches and and things like that. So I will give a little boost there. Yeah, and you're absolutely right, Joy. You know, my first step when I felt called to children's ministry all those decades ago was to pursue the children's (laughs) ministry certificate that Mm -hmm. international office. It was different. It was a different certificate then, but it was just as practical and and formational for my journey as a leader. And um, so I think sometimes we discredit something because it's our own. We maybe don't see the value in it. Uh, but absolutely, I think if it, a great starting place is to access the resources available from International Children's Ministry. Absolutely. Now, I wanted to ask for those looking to pursue ministry in the future, maybe they're feeling called to ministry. They don't know what to do, what the next step is. What is some advice you would offer them? Uh, just do it. Just do it. Serve. I mean, that's an old, that's an old Nike ad, you know, but just do it, serve. Um, Just, uh, you know, I think one of the things when you feel called to be a leader, sometimes you want to immediately lead. Uh, And so uh, that's not how it always works. You know, be willing to come alongside to serve uh, alongside someone else. um, Even if you're not in that place of leadership. Um, be willing to look for needs and to serve those needs and to do so with excellence. Uh, I think as you're faithful in the small things, uh, God will expand your ministry and your influence to others. So just do it. There may be some people listening who don't necessarily feel a call to children's ministry, but they are active in it. And, you know, I 
in the these years that I have felt called to children's ministry, I've done other things too. It's okay to do other things. Uh, and in doing so, you sometimes learn, this is not where God's calling me. This is not where he wants me. Um, and I, I sometimes fall, fret, fall prey to the grass looking greener on the other side. And it's only when I go and try those things, I'm like, oh, no, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. That's not what I'm about. So um, I would just say, if you're wanting to pursue ministry uh, in the future, start. Don't don't wait till the future. Start now. Uh, mm-hmm. Find a place that you can plug in, that you can serve. Um, it may be, you know, it may be just being a monitor in children's ministry on Sundays, or being the person that checks the kids in and out. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be on the stage, um, leading some great. You know, I when I was a teenager, had visions of standing in front of thousands of children coming to Jesus in my crusades. Uh, No, that's not what my ministry looks like right now. Um, And at that time, my ministry was serving just a few little kids in preschool, Sunday school. Um, But you never know where God's going to lead you. So just step out in faith and start doing the work. Uh, Again, pursue His heart uh, through those spiritual disciplines and staying open to what the Holy Spirit's doing in your life. And he will lead you. He'll guide you and direct you. And don't become discouraged. That's the big thing. Just uh, remain faithful to him and he will direct your path. Okay. So our final question is, do you have any books, as you've mentioned, J. Oswald Sanders and others, resources, podcasts that you would recommend? on this topic of calling preparation and okay here's the thing you're asking a guy who studied leadership for three years this question i could give you a long list uh and so i'm going to give you a very quick long list uh but i would encourage everybody download the show notes because i'll list all of these things there if, if there's something that you miss or that catches your attention and I kind of put all these in categories. Uh, first, I'm just going to talk children's ministry books mm-hmm. and resources in general. Uh, again, I, I I have to say the children's ministry certi- certification program is of great value. Level one mm-hmm. is a basic competency level. There are 10 courses there. Uh, level two is the new one. It's the leadership level. There are nine lessons as part of that. Uh, they are available fully online. You can find out about those at the website, cogop.org slash children. Uh, if you are a beginner in children's ministry or leading a small church uh, ministry, a great resource is our children's ministry handbook. It's, as Joyce said, very practical. Um, it, it really hits all the highlights of an effective local church children's ministry. It's very simple. Uh, but it's available to you. Uh, four four children's ministry books that I'm going to mention to you, and uh, um, two of them are going to be hard to get, but I have to mention them because they were so formational, again, to my ministry. Uh, the very first book is called Children's Ministry That Works. Uh, it's put out by Group Publishing. They have updated versions available of it, uh, but it is, I think, the most comprehensive guide to children's ministry that I've ever seen. Uh, And so I would definitely check out children's ministry that works. The second book is, um, and I I required Joy to read this at one point, it's called Whose Child Is This? by Bill Wilson, who founded Sidewalk Sunday School Ministries. Uh, He talks a lot in that book about responding to the need 
and that becoming your calling. And so, uh, you know, his ministry serves tens of thousands of children every week on the streets of New York City. It's it's part leadership, part biographical. Um, and so uh, I would encourage everyone to read that book. Um, two other books. One isn't a very academic book. It's called Children Matter. Um, and it's um, the byline is celebrating their place in the church, family, and community. It's a collection of, of academic writings. It is a very comprehensive book that gives a foundation for children's ministry, which I think helps us be effective leaders. Uh, it is a challenging book, though, because it is on a higher level. Uh, but if if you can access it and, and read it, I think it it really is a is a great read. And then the final children's ministry book I'll mention is called The Progressive Children's Ministry Leader. It's by our friend Esther Moreno. Um, it's a more contemporary book. I think it's very relevant to the context in which we all find ourselves ministering right now. Uh, it's a very accessible and easy read with practical um, guides at the end of the book. Now, the second part of my list, Joy, is just um, just some more broad uh, leadership books. I'm going to rattle these off very quickly, and I may pause <laughs> to expound on a few of them. Um, but I would suggest first Aubrey Malfers. He has a series of books on leadership, and you can begin with a book called Being Leaders. Um, and it's just it gives you a really good primer on Christian leadership. Um, another great Christian book is called The Making of a Leader by Frank Damasio. Uh, and I would encourage you, Frank Damasio, it's D-A-M-A-Z-I-O. He is worth following on Instagram because he's always posting challenging things about being a, a more effective Christian uh, leader. Uh, a good uh, secular book on leadership that will give you, again, a sort of a broad understanding of the different types of leadership, which we do go into uh, in level two of our training, is by Peter Nordhaus. It's called Leadership. It's more of a textbook, but I think it, I personally think it's the best textbook ever on leadership. And, and it's, I'm the geek who would read a textbook just for fun. And that's the one I would read. Um, three more books to talk about. And then uh, I'll mention a few podcasts. Um, Spiritual Leadership by J. Oswald Sanders. I think anyone in ministry should read that book. It should be required reading if you're a minister. Uh, it really hits, on, again, on those areas of spiritual uh, uh, disciplines and habits and and really what uh, it means to be a spiritual leader and how to live a life worthy of that calling. So that's by J. Oswald Sanders. Another book is by Chuck Miller. It's The Spiritual Formation of Leaders, and it talks about how um, how our spiritual journey and experience informs our leadership and vice versa, and how um, as Christian leaders, they those two walk hand in hand, um, our spiritual formation and our leadership, and they inform one another, and it's kind of this back and forth uh, as we walk the journey of leadership. The final book, which I've talked about on podcasts before, is... Uh, is Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership by Ruth Haley Barton. I would suggest any Ruth Haley Barton books. She's written several. Um, they're, for me, have been very challenging. Uh, and um, they're they're written, uh, they're on a deep level, I think. I consider them to be deep books, uh, but very um, easy to apply to your life and, and practical in uh, making adjustments maybe to your 
to your own um, schedule even. Um, she talks a lot about Sabbath and the need for that as leaders. Um, uh, she talks a lot about discernment as a leader. Uh, some of the some of those things that most leadership books don't don't hit on Ruth Haley Barton covers. So I'd suggest those. Very quickly, the last few seconds here, a couple of podcasts. There are many I could tell you about, but the three I chose three that I are are by Christian leaders. Um, because I don't want to mention something that could be questionable to folks. There's again great. When I did my when I did my dissertation on leadership at that point, there were something like 75,000 book titles on leadership out there, you know. So it's there's so much available to us. Mm-hmm. But the three podcasts I would mention are the Carrie Newhoff leadership podcast. Um, it's always excellent. And it's just whenever I hear Carrie Newhoff, it just penetrates to the heart and I want to be a better leader. Uh, the second one is John Mark Comer is the art of teaching, um, which really is about becoming um, better presenters of of God's word. Um, and I think that that uh, can inform us even as we serve children and direct other leaders and adults. And the third is the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast. Again, he is just um, very practical, but also challenging in what he speaks to us as leaders. And I, I want to just give a shout out again to Esther Moreno. She has a Facebook group called Children's Ministry Moving Forward. A lot of times she tackles leadership issues very specific and practical in children's ministry. So go search up Children's Ministry Moving Forward and ask to join that group. I don't think you'll be sorry that you did. But that's quite a list there, Joy. I'm so sorry. I could go on and on. Uh, those people who could see us right now would see the bookshelf behind me that is full of leadership books. Um, and here's the key to a leadership book. Just owning it doesn't make you a good leader. You have to actually open it up and read it. So uh, I, I I fall prey to, again, grabbing every book, thinking, oh, I'm going to read this. And I'm, there are so many that I haven't had a chance to read yet. But um, I'd encourage everybody, just take a step. Get a book. Start listening to a podcast. Join a Facebook group. Uh, step by step, as you pursue these practical things, I think God will help you grow as a leader. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing, Sean, and thank you for answering all of our questions today. Again, this these questions, this podcast is based off of our level two CM certification. And this lesson specifically was calling preparation and pursuit. If you're interested in taking these courses, you can visit our website and you can enroll there. You'll be linked to our Teachable and you can sign up and access level one and level two, as Sean was saying. So before we get off though, I do want to just say a quick prayer um, for all of those who may be listening today, maybe those who are figuring out their own journey in ministry and what that looks like for them and how maybe God would want to equip them as a leader. So let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for um, calling each and every one of us. Lord, our calling first and foremost is to honor you and to glorify you and help us not to neglect that or to forget it in our busyness and even Lord in ministry, how we can overlook you. Um, God, I pray, Lord, that you will just equip each and every listener, that you will give them the desire in their hearts to learn and to grow, Father, and to just build your kingdom, Father. And I pray that you will encourage their hearts 
God, the ones who may feel discouraged, Lord, are are tired. God, I pray that you will create for them rest and God, the resources and the people and the community that they need in their lives. God, we honor you and we thank you. It's in your name we pray. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org children.